Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about delays of all kinds. I've been in several conversations over the past several weeks in which lenders have notified us of delays in processing paperwork. The same is true of zoning applications before the city. Even delivery of certain construction services are being impacted. What's the reason? Labor shortages. Earlier this week, we heard that the HUD office in San Francisco is short of two underwriters. They're hiring a temporary contract underwriter. They simply lack the staff to analyze the files that are in front of them. To make matters worse, the volume of refinance activities at an all-time high due to low interest rates. The office has a 45- to 60-day queue in assigning an analyst before they even look at a file in detail. One of the waste disposal companies we use on our construction sites recently purchased 60 new waste bins and another truck, but we're having a hard time getting timely delivery and pickup of waste bins and recycling bins. What's the reason? Staff shortages. We have multiple zoning applications in front of several municipalities. The hearing dates keep getting delayed and delayed and delayed. We were just notified of a two-month delay in processing one zoning application. What's the reason? You got it. Staff shortages. The narrative in the newspaper is that people are choosing to stay at home and collect an unemployment check instead of working. That doesn't ring true from what I'm seeing. The staff shortages I'm witnessing are in areas that were not impacted by the pandemic. Analysts and underwriters were not laid off or furloughed in government jobs at HUD. They were not laid off or furloughed at the commercial division of a major bank. Nobody in the zoning department was laid off because of lack of work. I'm seeing these types of staff shortages all over. Everywhere I look, I'm now seeing help-wanted signs. A recent report published by the Dallas Federal Reserve Bank shows that retirement accelerated for many Americans. Governments try to assess full employment through a number of different metrics. There's the classic unemployment rate, but that only measures people who are actively looking for work. There's workforce participation. That measures the percentage of the population that are in the workforce, and there's no question the workforce participation rate has fallen by almost two full percentage points in the past year, even with the job recovery. In the Fed report, many former employees are reluctant to return to their old jobs. In fact, the number of people willing to return to their old job fell from 68% in July of 2020 to only 52% at the end of April this year. The survey also found that the number of people who retired was 1.5 million higher than the pre-pandemic trend line would have suggested. The active part of the labor force has shrunk by 4.4 million people in the past year. 2.6 million report that they are retired, and 1.3 million report that they are caregiving family members. This year was a banner year for young workers entering the workforce. In the last recession, 50% of young adults reported difficulty in finding their first job. Now it's much easier. The question is, How many of these folks who identified as retired or caregivers will eventually return into the workforce? We have many people who are on medical leave because of COVID. These are the so-called long haulers who contracted the disease and recovered, but continue to have symptoms for months after the disease was no longer present in their body. This number is estimated at 2.5 million people. Early retirement has been accelerated for many in the airline and hospitality industries. For example, my brother-in-law has been a captain on Air Canada for much of his career. He was offered an early retirement package that would essentially pay him three years of salary and advance his retirement by an additional four years. In essence, he'd be retiring seven years earlier than otherwise expected. Companies 
looking to fill staff positions will eventually resort to offering increased salaries and hiring incentives like hiring bonuses. But once that happens, existing staff pay scales will also need to be adjusted. This too will have an inflationary impact on prices across the board. Finding qualified staff seems to be an issue. At the end of March, there were 1.6 job openings for every person who was listed as unemployed. The job market is not perfectly efficient, and sometimes the job openings don't match the skills that are being looked for, or sometimes the jobs are in a different location. Some people have seen their investments increase in value over the past year, and for some it was in the stock market, others it was in real estate they might have concluded that the increase in the value of their portfolio meant that they can afford to retire now instead of a few years from now. But as we saw in the wake of 2008, some retired individuals re-entered the workforce after they experienced a financial hit from the financial crisis. So if we were to see a fall in real estate prices or a fall in the stock market, we could anticipate a number of people re-entering the workforce. At my company, we're actively growing the organization. We have more work than staff, and we've added two people so far this year. We plan to add more in the second half of the year. But in our case, we recognize that we're unlikely to find people who can step into a role fully qualified. We expect to have an extensive training period. And this represents an opportunity for tremendous professional growth for those candidates that come into the organization. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.